What up, guys? Good morning. As we wake up to the cold, harsh reality of Game 3 last night, I had a thought that I didn't cover in yesterday's full episode. None of the live updates, none of the post-game stuff. And it bothered me. I woke up this morning, it still bothered me. And it's not just a... Cavaliers problem and what I'm talking about is how frequently the entire NBA is switching on screens these days I think it's a big problem league-wide especially for those teams that are terrible on defense what up guys I'm Kev it's Smoke Break Sports and we're talking about switching screens and why you shouldn't do it every single time that's not always in your best interest. So, I'm talking about, you look back at the tape, game three, we're, we were seeing little ball handoffs and screens that weren't even really screens getting switched by the Cavs. And at this point, this far into this series, you have to realize that that was exactly you're playing into the opponent's hands at this point. Like they're they're setting these screens. They're not even setting good screens half the time at this point, just to bait you into a switch so they can have the matchup they want, whether it be um, Steph, great ball handler that he is, up against Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love or even Kevin Durant for that matter against either of those guys is a big problem for the Cavs. But something that we saw last night was Jordan Bell dropping 10 points, getting six boards, JaVel McGee getting points because when the Cavs decided to take Steph away, as they did effectively, I technically, I could argue that there, there are games that Steph just makes all of those shots. There's not much you can do about it when either he or Durant are taking a, even a heavily contested three. Not much to be done. But they, they did focus doubling off those screens, leaving. I mean, I'm not going to, I can't really blame the Cavs on that one. It's a decent strategy. Let's have, if, if JaVel McGee and Jordan Bell beat us, well, so be it. It's not our night. But I find that they just kept doing offensively and defensively exactly what the Warriors were baiting them into. Every time it was like, they weren't smart enough to see that the exact that, that this was, you know, it's like a chess player who cannot look more than one move ahead, you know, just falling right into every single trap. Case in point, just so you can see that there's not just this one thing that we're talking about offensively. The Cavs kept for, it, it wasn't a, a huge stretch, but it was still enough for me to say like, hang on guys, like it, two times should have been enough. Um, but they continued to, feed the ball into the paint, feeding it to Jeff Green, who's po- who Steph was guarding during this little stretch of five or six possessions, I don't know. And they kept feeding him, feeding it to him on the post. Well, first of all, Jeff Green doesn't really have that great of a post game. I'm certain if left alone, he could have gotten some baby hooks in over Steph and gotten a few points. But that wasn't happening because by his second dribble, he was being double teamed from the baseline. Uh, one of the times it was Draymond coming around. They, they just kept bringing someone, crash the baseline, come around f- 
around his backside and they were trapping him from behind and it, it, he's getting scared for lack of a better term and he's not really scared most likely although I don't know uh, but he would jump past he was terrible they got they got some turnovers off plays like that so the Cavs just seem to constantly be tripping over themselves and doing exactly what the Warriors wanted them to do uh, throughout this series and definitely last night but back to the lecture at hand I do not understand why screens have become an automatic switch thing in the NBA for a lot of teams um, sometimes it's it just makes sense you know in a little ball hand off or when a when a screen is slipped stuff like that it doesn't you don't need to if your mindset is constantly focused on just switch 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 you're hurting yourself because there are times when a player can just get through or get over a screen I mean what happened to that I mean granted these are some of the best offensive players in the world um, and you so you can't give them even the slightest advantage but you have the greatest athletes in the world on your end too so what happened to coaching them how to get over and around screens when to play under obviously in the Warriors you're not going under um, and and for the most part in a pick and roll scenarios or pick and pop scenarios you do need to switch against these guys a decent amount and it's because of how well their ball handlers can shoot the three and how well you know now that even David West is out there hitting occasional big threes for the Warriors you they, they've Draymond can hit the spot up once um, so besides just the Splash Brothers and Durant they have people uh, Iguodala not very often but if, if 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 it's if it's a foul line elbow jumper then you have to worry about Iguodala and Livingston too off those pick and pops so I understand in this series why in a majority of the time they would want to switch but there are prime examples uh, you can check it out on uh, ESPN I saw old Timmy Legs talking about some of these more egregious offenses yesterday um, as he was just pointing out in general the bad things the Cavs are doing defensively um, but just to give you if you need to see some highlights go there to see what I'm talking about but these were ball handoffs these were um, just there was one in particular where I think uh, I, I was one of the guards set a screen for LeBron or, or on LeBron or one of the one of the bigger players it might have been Thompson and and the guard basically got grabbed and thrown aside but they still made the switch um, but you know it was one of the worst screens I've ever seen uh, it wouldn't have worked in a middle school game but yet they still switched it and these are the ones where I'm thinking what are we doing here um, I know it's a new game it's not you didn't see this as much in the 90s era because it was a slowed down physical grinded out fist fight kind of game I'm not one of those old dudes suggesting my time was better I think basketball is fantastic I love it I think most of us are lying to ourselves if we said we didn't want to see Cavs Warriors I think we're just upset because deep down we knew this was what was going to happen but it was still our best bet to have an entertaining NBA Finals other than, uh, you know, a basketball purist might have loved a Houston Celtics finals because they 
would have been a especially without Chris Paul that's probably a very close series anyway I'm not saying it was better what I'm just saying is we can fight through some screens and play better defense in this era a little bit a little bit we're on pace to be averaging 125 140 points a game every game in the NBA soon we need we need a little bit of hockey in our life so to speak we need some more tough guys we need some more Charles Oakley's back you know we need the Rodmans <coughs> pardon me anyway there's an unpopular sports opinion for you let's start not switching screens let's have more defensive NBA games yeah alright guys I'm out of here it's probably about time for you to get back to work We'll be back this afternoon with some more sports talk. I don't know if it'll still be NBA. The finals are wrapping up. Maybe we'll talk about how pretty Tom Brady looked, apparently, during his wind sprints the other day. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. This is why I don't think we should have sports on 24-7. We're starting to talk about how good Tom Brady looks at 40 in gym shorts. It's weird. It's weird, guys. You know, let's, let's find other... There's got to be other fun stuff to talk about in sports than than just that. But anyway, all kidding aside, go get you some avocado ice cream. I got to get to work. Find us on Twitter at BDGSPN. This is a proud member of the Bad Dinner Guest family of podcasts. Find us everywhere at Bad Dinner Guest. I am Kev. Peace.